Welcome to the In Progress podcast with Emily and Christine. Hey. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How's your summer? How's your summer? That's the real one. Did you participate in any of those illegal fireworks last week? <laughs> what do you mean? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I went home and oh, this is the uh, kind of the first time I was like hearing fireworks mad close and normally I hear smaller ones right obviously mm-hmm. but these ones are major it's giving up in the sky fireworks our neighbor yeah. had it set up in like this land like there's land in the center of our homes and not like anything crazy but like it's a decent amount so I guess they had set up fireworks and were like legit like having real fireworks which I get it. I think that's cool. But at the same time, I feel like those bigger fireworks are not meant for home. Like I was kind of like, if something goes up and torches someone's home, what you going to do? Didn't you see what happened in New York? Somebody's like whole, like all, it was like mad cars were just on fire. Whoa. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram. Like, so I was like, like mad cars, like about five cars, like in a row and they were just on fire. I don't know. I didn't get the context, but I just like scroll past it. But I was just like, <laughs> that's y'all need wild. to be careful. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like this year it was because even for me, like mm-hmm. I live in like a townhouse community and like my neighbors had fireworks like out in the parking lot. And I was just like, since when did you guys? We never do this. <laughs> <laughs> we never have done this. When did you guys start this now? This is new. And it was just very scary. And my dog was like so afraid oh yeah the pet yeah he was really afraid i just don't have time for that like he was ruining my night (laughs) (laughs) when you're just trying to mind your business i was trying to mind my business enjoy me a nice meal i made me a good support the july meal because that's really all i had that's all i had in me and he was just ruining my night with his fear (laughs) i'm weak (laughs) not him ruining the vibe but you know what I'm, I'm even confused because I thought the state of Maryland, right, in the state of Maryland, aren't fireworks illegal? I thought, and I was like, okay. I know it's like state by state. I don't know. Maybe we need to Google this. We probably because... should because in I was at Walmart the next day and I saw like the staff like moving the fireworks back and I was very confused because I'm like, if they're illegal, how are they being sold? I don't know, but I think it's like types of fireworks and then I also that thought it was like county by types. county oh I don't know because yes. I could have sworn they were illegal I thought they were illegal in Montgomery County I don't know why yeah oh well it says in Maryland most fireworks including bottle rockets firecrackers roman candles fire balloons and signal lights are illegal wow so I don't know which ones they got they must have got yeah, the legal I don't ones know it says most not all so right that's I true I don't know but it definitely was increased this year But don't you feel like after Juneteenth, like they put Juneteenth in place and everything. I just feel like 4th of July is not that, like, I'm just not, I wasn't very like into it. I didn't really care much. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't like pressed. No, same. Yeah. I was just kind of like, okay. (laughs) You know, like, okay. It's another day. Treat or something. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't mind a, a nice grilled burger, but I'm no, not like real. pressed to look for one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's real. Um, 
All right, y'all, we about to jump into our topic today, which is one we haven't formally discussed, but we've we've touched on in bits and pieces, especially if we talk about things pertaining to health, just because of the nature of what we do. But today we're talking all things career and passion and purpose and all that good stuff. <laughs> sure is, show sure is, show sure is. Sure is. We kind of wanted to take um, this, we wanted to talk about this because I feel like with Corona and everything that happened to us last year as a collective, mm-hmm. we've all just gone through a lot. And I feel like people have really reevaluated so many aspects of their lives mm-hmm. from career to relationships to even diet choices, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like people have literally just taken their lives into their own hands. So mm-hmm one major aspect of doing that is really being clear about your career and your career goals. So we have a bunch of questions. I don't know how we really want to format this. If we want to ask each other the questions Um, and maybe as we go, you guys can also in your minds, like assess the questions for yourselves Yeah, and, you know, let us know, you know, how to reach us. So let us know what your thoughts and your thoughts about these particular subjects or questions are as well. Yeah, sure. So I'm about to ask you, First, so Christine, how did you get into your current career? Um, so I am a registered nurse, um, and I've been a registered nurse for seven years. Wow. Yeah, it's That's weird. my whole life, bro. No, seriously. <laughs> like when I was in my freaking early early twenties, I became a registered nurse, and um, I got into this career because my mom is a nurse. And um, I just always knew that it was a stable career. Um, it could bring you plenty of stability and there's like very, there's a lot of flexibility in it too. Like you can pretty much do anything. Um, so that, those are the two reasons why I got into it. Main reason being my mom is a nurse and that's a formula that I was familiar with. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. So I knew that, you know, being a nurse can get you X, Y, Z. So not that I don't want to help people because I do love to help people um, in many capacities, just not only with their health, but like with lots of things. I enjoy Mm -hmm. making sure people are safe, but I don't think that that's a good reason to become a nurse. Just people often say like, oh, I want to help people, but like being a nurse is not just about, um, well, it's about helping people, but you have to have a large capacity for certain things. So, um, yeah, the way I got into my career is my mom was a nurse mm-hmm. and I decided to follow in those footsteps. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, as as you were saying that, I think especially as a result of the pandemic, but something I, I've thought about over the time, like with certain professions, I don't think people on the outside understand how much the work you do can impact your mental health like Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with people who are sick or chronically ill or dealing with death anytime Mm -hmm. you're dealing with sickness death illness or you're dealing with like sickness or illness at the result um of some kind of violent episode you know like stuff like that this stuff is traumatic Mm -hmm. period yeah it's traumatic for the patient but it can also be very traumatic for the provider or their caregiver Yeah, because you have to hold space in a different way. Right. And it's like also you're re-traumatizing yourself like every day, yeah. but you yep. don't, because it's your job, like you don't realize it, but it's like literally every day something is, it's something that needs urgent attention is happening. Mm-hmm. And like as nurses, like it's really easy because 
every nurse, I don't want to be rude, but every nurse is a little crazy, <laughs> a little crazy, a little like bit, a, little bit. <laughs> a little off, but it's not like we use that to, we use, I think every nurse uses that little bit of crazy mm-hmm. to, um, to do their job because it's right. a crazy job. It's honestly a crazy job. And in any setting, it's very crazy. Like yeah. it's a crazy thing. So like you said, it can really affect your mental health, but we can get into that more. Yeah. Because I want to know how you got into your current career. Okie dokie. So I'm a public health professional. It's, oh, I feel very weird saying that. I mean, technically my role and my job is a project manager, um, mm-hmm. but I, I tend to just say public health professional. And the way I got into it is kind of interesting for me. I went to a high school that was a magnet school. And so every student that attended that school had a special program of focus. And so for me, I did allied health. Mm-hmm. And during that time, our teachers would bring in different professionals that discussed their various allied health roles. And so like x-ray technicians or um, all sorts of things. And during the actual high school program, we did a lot too. We learned Latin. We had anatomy and physiology. We would have practicals. We had dissections, all sorts of things. And throughout that time, I really got to realize that I wanted to help people from a health perspective, but I didn't want um, my role to be in a hospital setting. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to be in some kind of role that would allow me to interact with people before they got into a hospital Mm -hmm. setting in hopes of trying to prevent that from happening. And I, I don't think I really had the language of public health around that but I have a father who's in public health. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as I'm exploring these capabilities, he had um, went back to get another master's this time in public health. And so I kind of saw that like a little bit, I didn't fully understand it, but that's really how I got that term of public health. And as I kind of looked into it, I was like, I think I can do that. Um, I didn't think super far into the future, but I, um, I applied to like community health programs at universities and it's kind of how it happened. I got in, I liked it. Um, I like being able to combine health with like social justice mm. um, and just this idea of wellness and health being tied to so many different aspects of our lives, not just our actual physical health. Um, I think that that was just really crucial to me. And mm. so that's kind of how I ended up like where I am. I was just really interested in how um, various aspects of people's lives impact their health and well-being. Oh, that's um, amazing. So, yeah, it, it's it's actually, it's been cool, but then it's also a little bit difficult because people don't understand what public health is. Mm-hmm. It's still like something you have to really explain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think people got a, a little bit of a better understanding as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. But there's not a full understanding, right? And people are throwing around words like CDC. They don't even understand what the CDC is. Yeah, or what they do or how big of an impact they've had on all of us. You're right. Like, what's the structure (laughs) every day? What things do you interact with that are technically like public health items every single day? Yeah, yeah. So that's how I got here. So I like the way you explained that. I think that a part another thing we wanted to talk about was the relationship between your career and your your life's passion so do you feel like your career Mm -hmm. is your passion partially I don't know if 
what I'm exactly doing per se right now is my, honestly, is really like my passion. I get to help people in the role I have now, but in a different way than I'm used to. I'm used to functioning more as like a health educator or like being in the community, being at fairs, you know, working with grants a little bit. I haven't done a lot of like grant management work, but you know, you get funded by a government organization and you're tasked to do this work and you do the work. Mm -hmm. So in my role now, we actually help to provide the technological tools that allow some of these organizations to do the work in a way that makes more sense because now they have access to health data or, you know, they can send in referrals for their patients to get tied to like, um, a program that will feed them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like those those sorts of things would help with the tools. So it's a little bit different for me. And I'm still honestly trying to figure out. I know my my passion is in helping people. And like I said, I think it's from, from a health perspective without it being in a health setting. That's how mm-hmm. I, I think I understand it. Mm-hmm. But because I kind of, I don't want to say like I fell into public health. I don't think that describes it at all. However, I never really took time to say like, this is exactly what I want to do. I don't think I have that. So mm-hmm. I like the the subject matter, right? But I don't know if there's one specific role that I would be super extremely passionate about. Passionate about. Yeah. yeah what about you? Um, well, I think that like, kind of like what you said, which I never really like thought about before, but I don't think when I got into nursing, like, I don't think I, at that time, cause I was really young, I had just graduated high school. Um, I don't think that I really thought about like the future in terms right. of like nursing. I just knew like stability, important parents yeah. think this is good for me. So yeah. I'm going to do it. And like, at that time, I didn't really yeah. have experience making my own decisions. So, um, and based on like the way I kind of grew up, like making my own decisions wasn't really like a big like not that I was like uh, enslaved or anything, but right, like right. I was taught like my parents know best, and you know right. I was still a teenager. So from the time I was like eighteen, mm-hmm. like I already before I graduated high school, like I already kind of knew what was gonna happen. Um, like my really mom, cool. she got a job at Montgomery College, and mm-hmm. when you're a parent, when someone works at Montgomery College and you're still a dependent, your education is free. Free. So at that time, I was a, a dependent. That's free nursing school. So, and then in two years, you know, when I'm done with nursing school, I can pay for whatever else school I want because I'll have a job. So no loans, blah, blah, blah. So like, that's all I kind of knew. And um, passion wasn't really in the conversation. So Mm -hmm. like, it was just a strictly like stability thing. Um, I do love to help people. I already knew I didn't want to. me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I try. I try to help people. I need to help myself too. But like, I I knew I didn't want to be in a hospital because I never liked hospitals. Um, That was further solidified when I started going to go getting into clinicals in nursing school. I hated the hospital. I hated it. And I was like, how the hell am I going to be a nurse if I don't want to be in the hospital? Like, Like, that makes no sense. Um, but, and I don't, I can't say that I was very like passionate about like particularly what I was doing mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm still not necessarily like passionate about it. And it's hard for me to say, right. I do love to help people. I do make sure that I do my job to the best of my ability based on the skills that I have, because mm-hmm. in nursing, like you can't really make any mistakes. Like it, you're going to hurt somebody. Right. So, um, I'm not passion, passionate about mm-hmm. what I'm doing, the physical like work that I'm doing. 
I am passionate about making helping people like get to the next level and yeah. get to a safe place. Um, I love that. And any way that I can do that in my life, I'll feel fulfilled, like whether it's through um, my nursing work, whether it's mm-hmm. through um, some of my creative endeavors, just like assisting people and getting to the next level is something that makes me happy. But the um, the work of nursing in the mm-hmm. capacity that I'm doing it right now, I'm not necess- I'm not very passionate about. It's really work that I'm doing right now. So I wouldn't say yeah. it's my passion. Um, no, but yeah. that makes sense. Cause I, I feel like we, as like immigrant kids, right. We never got the chance to explore like, and maybe this is just a thing that comes with adulthood. Maybe mm. it's not even, you know what I mean? Like tied to our upbringing per se, but mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't really get a chance to say like, okay, I like these things, but what is it that I actually like about them? Right. And right? like how, what's the feeling? Like, what does it yeah. make you feel like? you know I, I think I agree or like what's like okay I like five these five things what about these five things is actually what I like right yeah and from that point it's like is that what I'm doing now is there something mm-hmm. else I could be doing that allows me to do that more like maybe it is just a piece of adulting but you know just like that understanding of what you said like helping people get to the next level it takes time to get to that yeah but I don't think it's something we're necessarily taught as children I, I would agree I don't think I I know that like my parents are always knew like what I was good at right because right. it was pretty clear like I was a good Especially singer from school and stuff yeah. from school like from I think from third grade I think that was the first time I ever like performed wow but I think I was oh yeah yeah it was I was Coretta Scott King in a play in third grade and oh, like I sang goodness. he's got the whole world in his hand like, that was my, the actress that was my first performance and like I, that was that's a young age like that yeah. was like what are you eight so it's like yeah. I was always I from then I was always singing like I was always in chorus show choir from that time I was always dancing I was always writing so those were what that's what I was good at and um so I I like to believe my parents knew that mm-hmm. I mean everyone told them so yeah. I, like there's a couple awards that I won for writing when I was younger there's wow. like I think there was one award, like it was like the Anacostia, like, I don't know, it was this big thing that they were doing with the Anacostia River. And like, I wrote a poem and it was like a big thing. I went to the Library of Congress, all that stuff. I think I talked about that before, but like, technically, if I want to be cute, like I was published at that age, I was a published writer. So it's just like, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like they kind of knew, but those are creative endeavors. Right. And in their minds at that time, like that did not equal stability like they didn't really come to this country to play so like right for them to have a child that is airing on the creative side like it just wasn't something that they were familiar with and those were not formulas it's very risky right and those weren't formulas that they um had they didn't have the keys to how to make me a successful writer or how to make me a singer like they didn't really have those advices to give Mm -hmm. and um so I think from a from like in high school, I feel like some of that stuff gets suppressed because you're starting to get into adulthood right. and you're starting to be like, okay, what I like, what made me feel good as a child, like those, I need to let go of childish things. You know what I right. mean? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an adult, I'm, yeah. I'm 18, you know what I mean? So it's like, at that point, I feel that although I do think my parents knew 
what I was good at. And I think I also knew what I was good at at the time. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that music was like my life for, at that time. Like I loved music. Like I knew that, mm -hmm. but there was a shift at some point to where it was just like, you like that, but you also need money. Right. So, right. So make a decision, make a decision on what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great point. I think you're right though. Like, I don't think there's a lot of emphasis placed on passions. You know, my mom used to say, used to say this she used to be like you know Americans they tell their children you can be anything you want to be you can be anything you want to be no we don't tell our children that you can't be anything you can't be anything no you need to be whatever I tell you to be I don't know I, mean, I remember the I don't remember the end but she used to always say that like no yeah you can't be anything not any, anything what a clown because but <laughs> it's the truth yeah. It's just, it's not how they were raised, but also yeah. you, you can't come to a new country and survive on that. Yeah. You it would can't. take, it would take, you know, like too much time. Yeah. A force too of much God. Hardship. Yeah. Right. That would be a luck. That would be a luck. Like everyone, like everyone doesn't come like Rihanna. Exactly. Immigrate <laughs> <laughs> like Rihanna did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even when you would think of like Nicki Minaj, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Her they mom. grew up in other countries. Started, yeah partially and then came here and they dealt with all this struggle and then at a certain point were able to like launch their careers but it wasn't like they came here and they knew immediately what they wanted to do exactly what they wanted to do or even if that's, that's their parents happened. who knew like I'm sure their parents weren't like yeah go rap right like, right <laughs> that's not some even even people that are, that grow up in America even people yeah. that grew up here their parents are not like yeah be yeah. a rapper like they're yeah. not like that either so just imagine people that like my parents literally came from a villages, like yeah. legit, like not even to be funny, but like legit. My mom's, I went there. It's a village. Like it's a yes. real village. So there was no mm -hmm. concept of, yes, I'm going to paint and this is how I'm going right. to make money. Like they don't know that. It's not, they don't know it. Yeah. Literally it's not a part of their psyche. Like they don't understand. They don't know it. That's a so, good point. Yeah. Chasing yeah. passion from an early age. Um, not so much. I feel like later now that I'm at 30, like, I feel like I'm starting to do that now. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings me into the next question is how do you balance your purpose? Like what you believe your purpose is, what mm -hmm. you're doing now, and maybe your passions. How yeah. do you balance the three? I, I don't know. I think, you know, like you spoke about your creative nature from early on for me I feel like in my head I was like secretly creative like I would write stories I read a lot but my strong suits were definitely academic all through mm -hmm. my life like I played mm -hmm. sports I was pretty good at sports until I got into a co-ed soccer team but that's neither here nor there but um prior to that we were really good and but my pursuits were academic I was on like I remember in fifth grade I was on the black saga team where we had to learn mm -hmm. that black history facts and like oh that's go so and cool. compete yeah. And then um, in middle school, I don't even remember what I did. I just know like it was school, like, you know, you do well here. Mm -hmm. And then high school, it was the same. I was in this like health group. I was just, I was in a lot of academic things. I think with public health, I feel like my parents generally understand that because of their careers so, and then of course, like my father's in public health. So it wasn't like a big jump for me. I don't know if that would look different if my parents didn't have knowledge of what public health was. Right. But also I got a full ride to my university. 
So it's not necessarily that I had like free reign to do absolutely anything. Obviously you want (laughs) to make it valuable if they're, you know, your school is paying for you to be here. Right. You don't have to worry about that. Make it count. Right. And I was really just fortunate that I already had like what I wanted to do. My parents understood that I was good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, like I said, I really do genuinely love public health. I love understanding it. I love explaining it to other people. Um, and I love being a part of something that, like I said, allows me to touch various aspects of people's lives, or at least be able to explain like why doing one small thing might have such a large impact mm-hmm. in other important areas of people's livelihoods. However, passion, it's like, I'm passionate about it, but I, I'm trying to not make my role be my identity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's always weird for me because it's like, I'm passionate about public health. I'm not necessarily super passionate about my role mm-hmm. per se, but at the same time, I'm trying to not identify myself through the work that I do. So it's like a constant thing in my head of like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> trying to understand, like, what does this mean for me? What do I want to do? What can I do? How do I make that happen? I think because there was, I don't want to say such ease, but because of like academics and, you know, the kind of parents I had, the way I was set up for college and stuff like that, I'm kind of getting to this point now where I'm like, you know what? I really didn't think about like, what do I want to do long-term? Right. I just, I did what I needed to do at the time. And then it just continued on, continue on, continue on. And now I'm here and I'm like, okay, well, what exactly do I actually want to do? Within I think it's this like, year? because we, we like at our younger age, it's more task oriented. It's like, okay, right. go to school, do this, Check. do that, Check. do this, Check. do this. Okay. Graduate yep. high school, go to college, Check. pick a yep. major. So it's like, you're not getting the chance unless there's like a conscious effort made, which is like mm-hmm. something we can do when we have kids at that age but it's like there was no conscious effort to be like do you like what you're doing does this spark fire in you not really like I didn't ask myself that question I didn't yeah I just did what what everything was just going and I was just doing it and I was just doing it and I was just doing it so like you said like now that you have the chance to be like oh I actually have like full autonomy over every part of my life yeah and I actually need to assess whether or not going forward this is something that is sparking fire in my soul yeah. to do my best possible work. Like that's a question, like, that's, because oof. it's a big question. question, like in adulthood, like that's something that because there's so much going on, mm-hmm. you need to have passion to do, to get yourself to do certain things. Yeah. Even if yeah. you want to elevate, like getting a promotion exactly. or becoming a CEO or becoming yeah. something or getting another degree, like, a lot of times in order to do those things with ease, like you need that fire Mm -hmm. or it's Mm -hmm. like, you're dragging yourself along, you know? Right. Right. And then with that too, it's kind of, it's like, you know, when it comes to anything with jobs and stuff, at least for, for me, the way I operate, the threat of instability is just, it's too scary. Oh, it's too much for me. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh God, I hate it. It's just too scary. Yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't be working at the job that I'm at if I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not like I hate it or anything crazy. But at yeah. the same time, I know, like, I'm. it's not like I'm super passionate. Like, it just depends on the day. 
Yeah, it, it depends on idea. what you're doing. Yeah, so, I agree with you because yeah. I feel like for me too, like there's been moments. Honestly, there's been moments that I've been like, oh no, I'm not doing this anymore. But it was the job. It wasn't right. the. It's not right. the nursing. It's not right. the nursing. It's the job. It's the context in which the nursing is being done. It's the structures at the pla- at my place of work. Yeah. There's been times where I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not doing this anymore. So I'm going to yeah. end, I'm going to stop that and move yeah, on and, and, go. Yep. and go. And like, you know, so it's true. It's like you're, you're identity. And that's something that I had to take a long time to, to process too, because like, mm-hmm. I always like when people ask you, what are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm a nurse. Right. Oh, I'm a nurse. Right. Like, I won't even be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Christine. I'm Nigerian. I'm a daughter. I'm I'm my first thing is I'm a nurse. And so it's like, I had to learn, like, you know, separate your nurse yourself from that nurse title, separate yourself from that. Like, who are you outside of that? Yeah. And the person that you are outside of that, is that person okay with where they are right now? Are they okay with what right. they're doing? Are they happy with what they're doing? Like a lot of times yeah. the answer to that was no, <laughs> I was yeah. not happy I was feeling overworked I was feeling I just wasn't in a a position to thrive and grow in certain work environments so I feel like these are all very important questions to ask yourself you know removing your removing your identity and worth from your job description is yes and being able to truly find like what what fulfills you and what you're saying oh my goodness you just made me think of this I don't know if it was a meme or something I saw recently but essentially, like, <laughs> I, and I, I encounter this all the time. When I meet people, when I see people, whatever, like, it's so normal for me to have a conversation with people that I'm just meeting about, like, well, like, what do you do? Or mm-hmm. they ask me. And it's kind of weird because it's almost like, oh, okay, like, how do you describe what you do in a way that will make you... Um, sound important, right? Mm-hmm. Or sound like you make a lot of money or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Sound stable, sound, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I didn't realize that that might actually not not be a normal question to ask strangers, <laughs> right? It's, like, it's not. People and it's what's on our mind, but it's not necessarily like, I know for me, it's not like, I want to know how much money you make. It's more of just like a conversation, right? Like it's like a conversation starter. Like you can kind of talk about that, but just like we both been saying it's one thing to talk about it it's another thing to have your identity rooted in that right rooted like or the way you see someone rooted in right. like you're seeing someone through the guise of what they whatever they tell oh, you that's that doctor yeah yeah oh that's that this oh that's that oh he's a uh, yeah like that kind of thing yeah yeah and it, and it's but it's also like a little bit cultural too because I think yes in our immediate like I'll like with me and Emily like we both mm-hmm. Um, our our community is filled with people that are highly successful yes <laughs> um, a little uh, maybe above I don't know yeah. if many people are around this many successful people um I don't know if it's normal I think yeah. one time I t- actually talked to my therapist about it and she was like mm-hmm. you do realize that only like 40 percent of Americans have a bachelor's degree right mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh well in my community yes <laughs> like is I don't have a bachelor's degree and I'm probably the least educated person in my in my it's general vicinity crazy. yeah like my mom is a doctor she has a PhD yeah. my dad is a is a master's 
holder and he's getting a doctor a phd right now yeah. and my uncles my aunts my peers right. my actual peers direct peers are all sorts of things so it's like yeah. we as a culturally too like we also tie a lot of value to um job descriptions and accolades right like we really do and unfortunately it can have a negative it can have negative and positive effects like it's good and bad you know what I mean it pushes you to be better it pushes you to strive for excellence but removing your own self-worth from what you've been able to accomplish yes is also really important yeah that's a great point because I think it can lead to it can lead to envy yeah um uncomfortability comparison and as you know comparison is a thief of joy yeah it can lead to a lot of problems um I think of course with mental health it just it can it can be problematic and even you just saying that just made me think like we really like there's so much worth and value put into people's titles big big in Nigerian color culture especially like down to invites we'll say engineer lawyer doctor I just saw that like Like, somebody sent a a wedding invite to my um to my parents and I opened it because I'd be opening their mail sometimes when I'm it looks interesting. Crying. I'm weak. <laughs> I do do that. When they look interesting, I'd be like, who invited y'all to this? Who invited y'all to this? And they sent my dad an invitation. She's like, oh yeah, I got it. I was like, yeah, you are. Put this the 19th, put it on your calendars. <laughs> I do it all the time. But you can open this invitation that was addressed to my father because I'm like, okay, who is inviting you places? So it was like the, the person put in there um mm-hmm. chief mr this uh yeah. dr mrs this cordially inv- i'm like why <laughs> is it important like do other people do that is that an african thing or is that I a Nigerian wonder. thing because i'm like you can just be mrs and mr and mrs inviting us to this wedding like why did you have to put chief doctor this chief mrs this this mr this oh and goodness, uh yeah. this this is like why you're still yeah. your parents in this very moment you're just parents yeah like that's the only reason why you are your name is on this invite is because that's your true. parents of these that's people true. that are getting of married. The wedding, yeah, the, yeah. the groom and bride. No, yeah. they really it's very uh, it's a thing. Like you can't just even being in even being in spaces like we live in the, the DMV. Yeah. Again, a population of highly successful African American people yes. live in this vicinity. Like yeah. you you generally when you meet another person they ask you what do you do period it's Point just blank. a normal yeah that's just it they're not gonna add they before they ask you it's like what's your name and what do you do yeah yeah look you yeah that's it are you yeah. a professional so i can know how to address you or right. i can know where to place you and that's the thing it's like based on what you say does someone's tone change towards Paint, you? period and point blank and their view of you now yeah yeah Period. Um, and that's why we end up in situations where there are people who don't understand why it's important to be kind to janitors and custodial staff and store clerks. Yeah. <laughs> like because and to hold conversation with them as regular regular human beings that may have more valuable life experience, more to say. They may be way yep. smarter. They may be generally just more interesting than you. Like yeah. holding a degree. A degree is not a personality trait. Right. A job is not a personality trait. Um, those are not, that shouldn't, your personality shouldn't be, I'm a nurse. Your personality right. shouldn't be, I'm in public health. Like you should be, have, be able to hone other 
you know, am I a decent, good person? Right. Am I kind to others? Right. Am I generally, do I know how to hold a conversation? Am I honest? Do I lie? Do I have other, do I have things to talk about? Can I hold a conversation with you if you're not in the same field as me? Like those things are all very important. Exactly know what my purpose is in life yet. Still, I don't know when people get to that point, but I guess it happens at some point. So I don't necessarily know what my purpose purpose is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely done some things where I'm like, okay, I'm th- I think this was meant for me to be here and do mm-hmm. this and be there in whatever capacity as me. Um, my passions, I have a lot of passions, so I'm working on um, working on them. Mm-hmm. Like before, it was literally my focus was I'm a nurse, got to be a nurse, get yeah. through the day as a nurse, get through the shift as a nurse, come home, sleep tomorrow be a nurse again tomorrow like right. I'm a nurse so like before for the majority of my 20s <laughs> that was what I was focused on doing being a nurse and trying to be a nurse and trying to be the best nurse and nurse, be nurse, the nurse. best one you can be yeah, yeah like that was just it every day how do I be a nurse like that was my focus so now that I'm 30 and I kind of understand myself a bit more I am trying to um do more things in line with what I'm truly passionate about um not very easy I was able to kind of get a job that's like, I'm working from home, a bit more flexible. Um, So I do have more time. Well, not even really. I really don't have more time, but I have time, a bit of time. And I did take some time off of work during the pandemic to kind of figure shit out and work on my passion. So it's not easy to balance. It's not. To be fair, it's easier to just go to work and go to sleep. Like it's way easier. That's what I like to do. (laughs) Me too. I love it. Like after a long day, like I really don't want to, you know, pick up my, I don't want to log into my website and look at my sales. I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay down and sleep. So it's really not easy to juggle the passion and the career is hard. Mm. And then even the the podcast, like this is something we're doing. This is a passion project at this, at this moment. Yeah, it is. We don't make any money from it. Yeah, that's true. It takes time. It takes time. We're doing this because we want to, and we love it. Mm. And we are, it's our baby right now. So that is a passion. So working on these things outside of work is not easy balancing these things while still thinking in the umbrella of oh is this my purpose am I right. in alignment what with else my do purpose? I want to do what else yeah. right all that stuff is hard to balance like and mm-hmm. I wish that when I was younger someone had told me that like hey girl you're not gonna really know yeah actually, for a very long time yeah. and that's okay just keep on going and keep thinking and keep working through stuff so I think that's yeah. what I'm doing now I'm just working through it's in progress. <laughs> yeah, like like we always say. Because the reality is, even our parents that are doing stuff, it's like, are you actually passionate about what you're doing? Or did you find something that allowed you to afford a lifestyle for your family Period. you stuck with? And so now yeah. you've been doing that. And that's, that's just true. And that's like, you know, when people say like, it's not, a, I don't think I want to call it a generational curse, but it's just something like they didn't have the chance. They didn't have the chance, the choice, nothing. And in turn, we didn't necessarily, we have more, we had more chance, yeah. but it wasn't necessarily something they raised us with the eyes of like, let me help my child to find right. their passion. Not really. Like, let me help my child get to a place where they can take care of themselves and potentially right. give me grandkids <laughs> that they can take care of. Like, that's yeah. where they were at with it. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. it's, it's, I don't think that's, and I think that 
that would be a nice conversation to have like with your parents like hey are you passionate about what you're doing right now yeah or are you just doing it so that you can yeah I was gonna say I can I've definitely seen a slight change in my parents just by the nature of the kinds of things they're into now yeah and how they obviously you know like how they talk about like oh yeah I like to do this I like to do that yeah I'm like okay this is really what you like to do but again they still have to live you know yeah like they can't just not do anything for the next 30 years so part of me <laughs> or feels like makes a lot of money kind of thing I feel like with us like we have more of an opportunity to do that and I mm-hmm. and I feel like and they like even my dad like my dad to be fair actually my dad he's kind of an alternative African man <laughs> like he's like not nor- the regular African older guy so like yeah. he was always into like n- native herbal medicine like oh, everything that people are into now, like with the oils, the sage, this, 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 this. Oh, like my dad's been on that, like since forever. Wow. Like he used to do Tai Chi with us, like make us do Tai Chi, wow. make us meditate. Like he used to record his own meditations. And that's, that's cool. actually what he's passionate about. Like to be fair, yeah. like if he could like not work and just do that, like he would be, he would do that. Or he was really yeah. passionate about music. Like he used to make us listen to, he has a record collection, like yeah. listen to records in our spare time. Like that's what he was passionate about. But it's like, it wasn't ever like a thing, a conversation had. Right. It's just like, because I know him, I know that. Yeah. And I know yeah. that if he had the chance, that's what he would be doing. If he yeah. could. So I feel like we, it's a, it's a lot to take on, but I feel like by me doing my thing, trying mm-hmm. to do my p- things that I'm passionate about, maybe one day, hopefully, you know, I'll be able to give them a chance to kind of yeah. do something that they're passionate about. Yeah. Because I think it's important in life. It is. It is. Yeah. I totally agree with you. That's very yeah. real. Yeah. Let's see what's our, our next question is, would you have been at the time of starting your career or are you now comfortable doing your own thing if your parents don't agree back in, back then I would not have been comfortable doing something that my parents were not in alignment with because they were my major decision makers for so yeah. long so um I just probably at 18 I don't really know if I was like that autonomous to where I knew like hey no mom I won't be doing this I'm going <laughs> to clown school like I don't think that I would have been able to do that um now um mm-hmm. My parents don't generally agree with most things that I've been doing lately um, <laughs> because it's very not, it's not in alignment with their, yeah, um, yeah. it's not in their ministry, but um, I, I'm becoming okay with it. It was, a, it's been a while, like it's taken me a long time to get here. Like that's part of what I had to go to therapy about. Cause like, yeah. I knew that I needed to do things that my parents did not agree with. Mm-hmm. and um I was having a hard time just doing those things I was like ruminating a lot on like oh my god oh my god they don't they don't agree they don't agree yeah and a lot of my self-worth was tied to like being a child being their child like yeah being my parents kid and I'm not a kid so yeah uh yeah. like those that doesn't really serve me necessarily I'm still their child but I'm not a kid so I do have to take things into my own hands so now um I yeah just do pretty much what I got to do. <laughs> yeah, I do what That's I got to do before. No, 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 no. No. What about you? Um, yeah, definitely not at the start of my career. Um, but now it's like a mix. So it's, it's almost, it's like a mix, but almost for the opposite reason. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. now my parents are kind of like, okay, so what are you doing next? Or like, how are you going to elevate your career? Or especially my mom is very much like, okay, so what side hustle are you picking up? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, what, what like, what, how else are you going to make more money? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And for me, I'm just like, I, that's not really where my head is at. Cause that's mm-hmm. not like what it is. Honestly, I feel like if I, if I could, if I had one solid job where I made an income that I was really satisfied with, but mm-hmm. more than that, it allowed me to save a lot and allowed me to afford my month to month expenses, I would be content just having that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a very foreign idea to my parents. Um, yeah. as I, I would say most, especially my mother, because when I was young, she was selling Avon, right? And she sold fabric, jewelry, all the African stuff that I feel like a lot of African moms do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially the Avon thing. And, you know, Mary Kay, when that was mm-hmm. a big team too, you know? Yeah. But for me, that's just not exactly it's not not of interest it's just not my thing I don't know how to explain it like I would be very content if I had a job that I really like that had a very nice income right like salary whatever and I go to work I give 110 percent I do everything I need to do and I do it well and I at the end of the day I'm at the end of my work day and that's it right and I it's I almost feel weird saying that because I know like everyone around me kind of does other things but like, if that would be the case, I would, I would kind of be content with that. And then I would just use my time to do things that I like that wouldn't necessarily make me money. Money, but just you just like them and they make yeah. you happy. I, yeah. I feel like obviously volunteering is important regardless of everything. And, you know, the mm-hmm. pandemic kind of made it a little, a little weird. Hard. I haven't volunteered anywhere in a, in a while, honestly. But I feel like if my needs are met with my job, I feel a lot safer mm-hmm. in spending time doing things where it's still helpful. And I mean, obviously that's important regardless, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like I can still help people and I'm not worried like, oh my goodness, oh, you know, like, oh, how am I going to pay rent this how month? How am I going to pay rent? Like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, going, yeah, yeah. Just be able to just move freely. Like this, yeah. this aspect of my life doesn't impact my employment. I can do stuff. I can also give. Yeah. Able to freely give without being like, oh my gosh, like I just donated this. Now I'm like, how am I going to pay for food this month or something? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would love to have like a scholarship. Yeah. You know, I help people go to school or like fund the books or something. Like, these are the kinds of things that I like to do where it's kind of like in my current, current state, I feel like. I'm not necessarily worried about like what I'm going to eat. And I don't worry like when I donate stuff, you know, and money and stuff. I'm not really, obviously I'm not donating above my means. It's not like you're like, oh, if I do this tomorrow, I have, I don't have a meal, but you're right, saying that. Right, and I'm grateful to in, God. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in the capacity that you would like. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. still, I still need to like elevate in my career and stuff and development. I really just have to sit and think about it. Yeah. Do it. And I kind of had to not like push my parents' views and stuff aside. I don't, you know, but I'm like, at the end of the day, I have to live like this is my life. I can't, girl. It just, I have to do what works best for me. You have to because honestly, like they're in the, they're in their lives. Like, right, right. It's like, you know what, you know, the funniest thing, I feel like they're the main, they're like, how do I explain this? Like they're living their lives, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, we are also, like, main characters, obviously, in their lives. Yeah. That they kind of feel like they have, it's like, they feel like they're writing our lives. Right. Or they're able to see the future that we can't see. Yeah. At the same time, they're living their life. That's a good point. 
but it's just like no it doesn't so necessarily you can't yeah you can't like you can't write predict everything right. right you can't like i know you you have an idea of what might be good for me yeah and just tell me and then leave it at that like yeah. you know what i mean like let's leave it at that and then like you as you as you figure out what you would like to do moving forward mm-hmm. you having the having identified that you would be okay with mm-hmm. a salary that gives you this this and this mm-hmm able to do some little passion projects on the side that make yeah. you happy. And that's what you would want to do. That is a perfect yeah. realization. And if that's it in, in four years, if da- in four years down the line, you're like, oh, I have a passion for this that I've been volunteering with. And I actually want to turn this into this that Making can make money, me some money. Yeah. That's perfect. Like that's absolutely perfect. So mm-hmm. what I guess what you would have to kind of work around is like not allowing even though your mom and dad are coming from like such a good place and they obviously mm-hmm. want you to be so successful and have everything you need and not worry. Cause that's their yeah. thing. Like they don't want us to worry. That's it. And yeah. because they don't, they're not like Bill Gates and they don't necessarily have the money to like remove all of our worries. Yeah. Like they push us so that we can get to a place where like we're safe and comfortable mm-hmm. and they literally would die to know like, Oh my God, Emily is worried about, right. They would, they don't want to hear yeah. that. Like, that makes them scared so if you if you just have to like of course you have your own fears and this Mm -hmm. is what I'm learning for myself it's like I literally have to be like mom in my head even if I can't say it to her yeah I have to be like mom you're scared me too we're both scared all right gotta move on we gotta keep it moving you know what I mean I can't allow your fear for me not having a side hustle or your fear of me going Mm -hmm. this place to not you know for me prevent me prevent me from doing yeah what I have to do yeah which I think is something we touched on in a a previous episode as well yeah I think we I think it might have been the one with Toby yeah that one and even um I think one of them from earlier this year yeah I think we were just talking about the pandemic I I want to say pandemic so bad the pandemic (laughs) so far (laughs) okay so our next question is how do you feel about nine to fives in general? Because everyone yeah. knows there's like this thing and this um this uh vendetta like against having culture. a nine to five. Yes. Now you got a nine to five. Yeah, um, you work a job. You got a job. Like it's not your job thing. has a salary and benefits. Oh sure do. <laughs> I get a check every two weeks, like clockwork. <laughs> what like that's really crazy i don't gotta ask for it It (laughs) (laughs) no it's like listen you already know where i stand because of what i just said i love me a solid nine to five i think it just ties into my life of stability Mm -hmm. so i know when i go to work and i know when i leave work and one thing about me is like obviously if i have to work over i'll work over do what i need to do knock things out when i have to but for the most part I'm very much I come to work when I come to work and I leave when I leave and I don't just like oh oh, I forgot to respond to this email let me do it tonight no because I'm going to do it in the morning yeah you know what I mean like I'm not one to like try to take it although I will say sometimes I think about stuff like oh okay like I need to respond this way tomorrow like I need to address this in this way sometimes that just it just that's just how I am sometimes I'll be doing something else and some kind of response to anything it could be work not work related will come to me and I'll have to just stop and write it down that's just it just helps me when Mm -hmm. I do that otherwise I'm just like listen I'm not about to be here all night you know what I'm saying like it just I, I have to live yeah that's really just how I feel like I need especially working from home like I literally work in the room 
next to my bedroom. I can see it right now through mm-hmm. this window here. So it's kind of just like, I need a separation. Mm-hmm. You can't just work all day and just constantly and constantly and constantly work all day. Be in that mode. From home, that's bro. dead, bro. That's it's actually so dead. dead. It's like, so dead. It's disgusting. But what I about love you? The, I love working from home. Yeah. But like the thing, I think the thing with me is like, so I have, so I already knew that I didn't like hospitals. Mm-hmm. So I tried working at a hospital at one period of time and I hated it. And I knew That's I was going to hate it, but I was just like, Hey, I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. I'm not <laughs> working. I got to be in a hospital. So I tried it and it wasn't good, mm-hmm. but, um, and it wasn't necessarily like, I wasn't doing good. Cause like, even like my preceptor was like, Oh my God. Like the, when I told her I didn't want to do it anymore, she mm-hmm. was just like, good decision glad you came to that you're really mm-hmm. good at this though wish you'd stay but if you yeah. came to that decision then go ahead it's like you should go so that I've never really worked a traditional nursing job and I've always worked in a capacity where like I could I was working from home and then like going out into the field so like not I'm not like the biggest office person either mm-hmm. um I really don't like sitting in an office makes me feel like nauseous like after a while like I have to like get out That's so right. um my jobs have all been like kind of untraditional, like untraditional work hours, but mm-hmm. it's a trade-off because right. they're not nine to fives. Like literally there's times where I think probably, Emily, you probably remember mm-hmm. I had two phones. Like I was yeah, on call. Like call. I was actually working all the time. Yeah. Um, I was working on the weekends. I was running, you know, working past six because that's a trade-off that I made because I didn't want to be in a particular environment. Mm-hmm. So um, my view of working like salaried work is kind mm-hmm. of skewed based on me being a nurse that works kind of in the community mm-hmm. because I feel like people work you to the bone for the salary right. that they're giving you yeah. like I know you're giving me like this salary but that doesn't mean like you have to like kill me because of this is, I'm like you're earning it it's not like yeah you know, it's not like you're just sitting there and not doing anything like you're working that's how like it's an agreement it's an agreement it's not, it's not like they're gifting us salaries. Like we're really working for it. We so work for crazy. that. Yeah. You work for it. And it's like the, the trade-off between time mm-hmm. and money is something that I've grappled with because I'm just like, damn, like for real, I'm like, literally they're paying me for chunks of my life. Right. And sometimes right. the pay is not even worth the chunks you're getting. The like chunk. it's not worth it. So that that's something that I've grappled with. Do yeah. I feel like a nine to five is necessary to get you to where you need to be sometimes? Yes. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes because you need money, like you need yeah. cash, you need dollars to do dollars, things. Dollars. Like unless you like, it depends on your capacity for risk too. Like mm-hmm. for me, I love stability. I love money. Mm-hmm. I really love money. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I like having it. I do not like yeah. being a broke bitch. Yeah. I've never really been a broke bitch. So it's like the moment that re- of recent. Yeah. Of, of recent because I stopped working I started seeing my my savings dwindle that was the first time my savings ever dwindled and I swear to god I like I was just dying like inside because it's not a feeling I'm used to like I don't appreciate that feeling I like to have my money yeah I like to have my money every two weeks yeah but what I've learned is that I've learned not learn not to hate having a nine-to-five I think it can get you where you need to be. But if you have that tolerance to where you're like, fuck money right now, yeah. I need to sit down and create my business plan. Like I need all my time yeah. to me. Cool, 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 cool. But for me, I like having my stability. So I need my yeah. money. Um, but um, I think me having the nine to five 
quote unquote, because I, I think my jobs have been like six to 11. Like, I don't right, know. I was going to say the nursing yeah they're, yeah. yeah, they're kind of crazy. But like my nine to five has allowed me like during my 20s to travel, mm-hmm. go places, learn things, learn to manage money quite early. Um, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff has helped me. But I think that it's all good. I think you can't go wrong either way. Yeah. Um, I think that I would never condemn having a nine to five. But now at at 30, I know that I want to be in control of my time. Yeah. Like that's really important to me. And the fact that I tasted that life, even yeah. though there was no money coming in, but I did taste it. And I said, ooh, I like this. I like, like, I like being able to finish my laundry. Yeah. <laughs> I like being able to finish my laundry. I like being able yeah. to be like, oh, I'm going to take a walk you yeah. know, at a random time of day. Or I'm going to take my car to the shop and then... Yeah do that you know what I mean just having autonomy over my time is beautiful love it I realize like that's important to me yeah so my goal moving forward is to gain more autonomy like buy my time back yeah and um so right now I feel like I'm working to buy my time back to get to a point to where I make the rules that's yeah. what I want so no that's real I was gonna say like I really can't be mad because my nine to five is what allowed me to fund grad school period you know what I'm saying? So like I sacrificed not being able to super like travel and stuff like that during that time. And then kind of when I finished that, the pandemic happened. So, yeah. but I'm like, I really can't complain. Like you I didn't know that at the time, but I, I also didn't pay rent because I lived at home. So I funded mm-hmm. grad school. Yeah. You know, I don't have school debt. Yeah. And I know that plays a big role in people's lives. And I'm like, I'm grateful to not have to worry about that aspect. And that's the thing you used what you had. Like you used your opportunity to be at home, yeah. you used your opportunity because you had a job at the time, yeah. or if you had to take a little bit of time off, you saved money, yeah. and you used that to fund what you have moving forward. And I feel like right now, like the kids, I feel like because there's this, of course, you can take the social media route, right. you can be on right. YouTube, you can make money on the internet, you can make money so many different ways now. And I feel like the kids are nine to five is like, oh, like it's a curse. And I, I can, I totally understand too, especially like, it, it really just depends on the type of person. You are. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people can't sit still. I'm one person yeah. that I need to take breaks. Um, I kind of, you know, you learn yourself as you, you go through these different kinds of work experience, the kind of people you like working around and those sorts yep. of things. But if you can find what makes sense for you, that's fine. If it fits into something quote unquote traditional or not. That's fine. Yeah. Make sure you give it a hundred percent. Whatever you do, give it a hundred percent. And then, like you said, like you're allowed to not, you're, you're, you, I think the major thing is like assessing what you want and what you, what makes you feel good and what doesn't, because like, you're actually allowed to not like what people say you should like. Yeah. Like you're allowed to not, you can have a nine to five and Mm -hmm. you never step foot in an office. Like it's out there. That's true. So it's like, if you're not a person, like, don't try to make yourself fit into something that you're not because you're wasting time. Yeah. Like, find the stuff that works for you because it's all out there. And I think there's not enough of a push to, like, first assess yourself Mm -hmm. and then just find what you just want to just figure out, find your your environment, find where you thrive. Not always easy. I know even that is a privilege. Um, I know even, like, having the the ability to be like, oh, yeah, I want to work in a you know, I, I don't want to do this. I want to do that. Like, I know that even that is a privilege, but if you know that's what you want, at some point you will have the privilege of choice. Yeah. You'll be able to get there at some point. 
That's very real. That's I very think real. our next question is, did the pandemic change how you view work your, in general, your job, your career options? Yeah, I think we've touched on this throughout this whole, whole yeah. time. And I, I mean, I think it didn't. I think it had to. I mean, for me, I started my job two weeks <laughs> before we started working from home. Yes. So, you know, a lot of what, what my role was when I first came in and what my role is now, two totally different things, right? I came in to assist with two projects and now I have like six that I touch every day, five or six, like all the time, you know what I mean? And a lot of that, some of it is, a lot of it is separate from COVID, but there are some COVID related tasks that I do because I work in a place where we deal with data. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a lot of stuff happening as a result of COVID that my organization was really involved in. And so it was kind of, it was, it was like weird because in the midst of people literally dying from COVID and stuff, at the same time, like, there was a lot of sorrow and everything, but I was also very grateful to be able to work at all, period. Yeah during a pandemic, but also in an environment where the work we were doing and we continue to do informs not only public health guidelines and rules, but also the COVID data that people see every day. Yeah. It's like, it's it's just, I don't know, it was a mix for me. And then the other aspect of it is just going from, I mean, I'm used to office spaces, but I'm also used to field work. Mm. Especially like prior to finishing grad school, I did a lot of field work. Um, and so I came into an environment where I knew I was going to be in the office all the time. And two weeks in, I started to work from home. So yeah. it's just kind of like, it's been a mix. And I'm like, wow, I actually like being able to work from home. I just need to make sure I manage my time efficiently. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to, right? Because yeah. you have to get your work done. But I also am trying to, I had to figure out a balance between like, okay, work is work and home is home, even though I'm doing both in the same place. In the same space. Yeah. I can agree you? with all those things. I think definitely, I mean, like I said, like it not not too much change for me in terms of like the work from home thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like in the beginning of the pandemic, I was at in a position, like a leadership position and um, like COVID definitely like created like if the, the work level was a 10, it changed it to a 20. So um, that pushed me into a space where I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I actually don't like this. And I, I quit like during the pandemic, I quit my job. And that was a really weird thing to do because I was just like, you know, some people, I thank God that I had the money saved up to make the decision to be like, okay, mental health first. Um, I quit because it was just getting very, it was frustrating. I actually got, it's like weird, but I got a company car Wow. Um, I got a company credit card. Yes, sir. Lunch on her. <laughs> I gave I gave it back. That's That's <laughs> because wrong. it wasn't, it was like they were kind of like buy, I felt like they were buying me. And meanwhile, like my mental health was in shambles. Yeah. And like it was just a lot because you know, with COVID, there it was just like a new territory, and like we were just yeah. doing what we thought we had to do, and we didn't really know if we were doing the right thing. It was just a lot. That so, is a lot. That's it a was lot. a lot. Yeah, it was a lot, I'll admit. So I quit my job and it was a good decision. <laughs> like I accomplished <laughs> a lot of things ever since I quit. 
So I don't regret it at all. Um, so I, the pandemic definitely changed the way I viewed work. Definitely. Um, made, definitely helped me to set a hard boundary for myself mm-hmm. and like what I'm looking for in a, in a job, because um, as other nurses probably know, like nurses, they work because they pay us. Um, they, what they perceive to be a lot. Um, so mm-hmm. since companies generally perceive that nurses are expensive and we're really not like people in tech make way more than us. There's people make more than us. So they perceive us to be expensive. So when they work us literally to the bone, like mm. to the bone. So mm. I know that I'm aware of that. I've been involved in the hiring process. So yeah. now I know and won't be won't be falling into that trap again. Um, so in general, That's the good. pandemic just helped me. It helped me a lot to set a hard boundary for myself in my career, in my career options. And it helped me. I actually like launched a business during the pandemic. We started our podcast. We did start the potty one. (laughs) It helped. I mean, bad situation, bad. A lot of people lost their lives. Of course, I'm not diminishing that fact, but it also like pushed a lot of us into our purposes and our passion. It helped us to assess like, okay, we're not here forever. Right. Every, all of this, everything can go in any second. The world can just go to shit. Literally. So better spend some time doing something you actually like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And I think overall, just thinking about the kind of like life I see for myself, working is important to me. I think putting my education to use is really important to me. Cause it's just kind of like, I didn't go to school for no reason. You know what I mean? Like I have no problem working. It's just a matter of where and doing what, but also Period, yeah. I would like to be afforded the opportunity in the future to like have children and educate them at home before they go to school, at least for some portion of time. Like yeah. I, I like the flexibility, the idea of being able to spend like family time without having to worry about again, like how are you going to pay for everything you need to pay for you know yeah. what I mean yeah to not have that worry is a luxury yeah um, and I'm just trying to position myself um to be able to do that you know what I mean and hopefully to have a partner who I support who also supports me who are able to build a healthy foundation and all that good stuff so we're able to like afford this kind of like lifestyle for our, our family and our children so we're yeah. actually really in their lives yeah not just like working and then like gets to a point where the kid's like oh I don't remember mom ever being around right all that crazy stuff or you know because I'm like I don't know how my parents did it especially now as an adult they will work and work and work but they were still like present at our sports games and all those kinds of and they were like our ages like now they literally like by my age I think my I mean I know my father was married to my mother my mother was married and because she she was kind of married at the age that I am now and my mm-hmm. dad's years older than her so he already surpassed that and um they hadn't had any children yet though but they had just gotten married at- my I think by my well by my age my mom I think my mom had me at like 28 wow. or 29 so she definitely had me and yeah. she was with my like my dad was there and they were trying to figure shit out they definitely yeah. didn't have a lot of money they didn't have like all their degrees yet yeah. they're literally just like working and figuring things out and surviving so yeah. I don't know how they did it to be fair me neither because me I don't got no kids 
And I'm like, I can barely, not necessarily, like, I'm not not showing up for myself, but I can almost not, you know, I'm like, dang, just to go to the gym. Or At something. least, or even, like, remember to have a drink some water. Like, <laughs> like during, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like. My apartment, like. Clean, like, clean, like, do your, iron your clothes, girl. Like, I have to remind myself of these things. So Iron like, is real. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It's not an activity that I enjoy or would like to do. No but yeah I think for me um mm-hmm. the kind of I want I always tell people like well I don't always tell people but I tell some people but like <laughs> I know what kind of life I deserve right and I also know that I wasn't I'm not here for no reason and I don't think yeah. I'm here to live like a normal life to be fair hmm. like I just feel like my life has been interesting in a way mm-hmm. and different and I just feel like that's probably how my whole life is gonna be and I'm cool with that so like yeah. I I'm giving myself permission as I in my 30s I just got they got here and I'm giving myself permission to live as big of a life as I want and That's I'm giving good. myself to permission to do the things that make me happy. So yeah. I definitely know that I want time freedom like I want full autonomy over my time and to be able to say I'm doing this because mm-hmm. I want to do it and not working around anyone's schedule. Um, and I probably don't have that for very long. Cause like I'm 30, so probably in the next three years, I might have some kids or four years. Yeah. I might have kids who knows. So, um, you yeah, know, I definitely want to big, live a big life. I want to own businesses. I want to create things and spaces and fun for people. Like I just want to do things yeah. and create things that make myself happy and like make other that. people happy in turn. And I want to use all my knowledge that I gained being a nurse to do that. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Yeah. In closing, um, I feel like we've generally covered like all that. We answered all of our questions. I feel like <laughs> we had a really good conversation. Yeah, we did. And um, the last quote that we kind of like been stumbling across on social media was the whole like, I don't dream of labor. I don't mm-hmm. have a dream job um, debate. Like people are debating like whether that's healthy or not. And um, I guess in closing, like let's all ponder that. Yeah. And I guess we'll leave you guys with our little thoughts on the whole having a dream job, not dreaming of labor. Do you have an p- opinion on the quote, Emily? Um, I, I've never really, I guess, super thought of it. Like as of late, especially like in the last few years, whenever people talk about like their dream jobs, I mean, it's not even something I necessarily ask. Um, I, it's not that I don't think of it, but I don't really have one I know what I would want to do like in an ideal situation if I could do this and I was like able to make a lot of money and do this work and like my ideal is being able to live a good solid life and be able to help others I don't have like a dream role though yeah you know yeah I really want to be a hospital administrator or something weird like that like I don't yeah my thing what about you I don't have a dream job. I've had dream jobs mm-hmm. and I've gotten those dream jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it depends on what's going on in my life. Like my dream job a couple months ago was a job that was remote, like a nursing job that was remote. Mm-hmm. And I have that. So um, I don't think I have like a dream job. Um, I have requirements for what I need at the time. Yeah. But I think it's part of like not tying your identity to your work because yeah. why would you have a dream job? Right. Like a job is an aspect of your life. Like you should yeah. focus on your dream life and like the feeling you want to create for yourself. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to a dream job. Like a job is not you. It's a part of your life. It's something, it's a vehicle that you use to sustain yourself and also provide a service and help people and all that stuff, but it's not you. Yeah. So um, I don't really have a dream job. I think that's a, an olden, a old way of looking at things. Yeah. Um, like it's very, it's a really simplified way of looking at um, work. And yeah, I think it's too simple to encompass like what it means to work. The work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many other aspects of your life also impacted by work. So yeah. And I think it's also very privileged too, because like some mm-hmm. people have to labor and that is not their dream. Yeah. And it, but it may have been at the time, like, oh, I just want to come to America just so I can this work. Yeah. I can labor. I can provide for my family. So mm-hmm. regardless, this is a privileged conversation. We do recognize yeah. that. Um, yeah. And we thank God for the privilege that the privileges we have to discuss this freely. And um, yeah, let us know what you guys think. I'm really curious if you guys, you know, you've spent time thinking, especially as the as a result of the pandemic, like have your views on work changed as a result of the pandemic? And if so, how? Yeah, I would love to know. But it's been, oh, wait, what's your in progress, um, in progress moment? Like, what are you working on right now? Um, I don't know, just to be healthy and well right now. Yeah. My goal right now is to, to just, to not necessarily get the body I want. That sounds a little crazy. Most importantly, I just want to be healthy because I'm trying to start and sustain healthy habits now. So I don't have to worry about it in the future. It'll just be like ingrained, ingrained. in my and actions, you know? Yeah. It's a lot harder. So what about you? I think I'm like on the same wavelength right currently right now. I'm trying to get healthier. I think I got into some bad habits during the pandemic, just eating Andy. crazy. The pandy, man. I started eating like mm-hmm. a, a crazy person. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm trying to get better. I just joined the gym again. Um, we'll see how long it lasts. Mm-hmm. And um yeah trying to be cute um yeah that's that's my goals trying to be cute trying to be healthy cute and healthy same literally same (laughs) (laughs) we out we love you stay safe stay up